Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, my friends, and welcome to a special series on the Third Eye Awakening podcast where I am going to create content for seven days around the topics of the current energies, the quantum leap portal that is happening with this autumn equinox, the importance of mastering this fourth dimensional holographic matrix mastering manifestation and timeline shifting and quantum leaping consciously, understanding what these things are really about and understanding our greater mission at this time. The the more important reasons that we would be doing any of this beyond simply the self-gratification of getting the cool dope shit that we want to have. We are going to get the cool dope shit that we want to have. I am currently getting the cool dope shit that I want to have. So don't don't misunderstand me. Like we're still getting that. But the reason that we're doing this stuff is so much bigger. I'm only just recently understanding the magnitude of what we're being asked to step into right now, what we're being required to step into. I don't know. I don't think we're being asked. (laughs) I think this shit is happening with or without us. And yet, you know, those of you in my audience, those of you who listen to me, you're here for a reason. You are here on earth in this life incarnated for a reason. And that reason is to be of assistance during this time in whatever capacity, however that plays out for you. That much I know. I know that you wouldn't even resonate with me if that weren't true. And so we are, you know, these shifts are happening with or without us. And yet it's happening with us because all of you who listen to me, you came here for a reason. So seven days of content about manifestation, fourth dimensional holographic matrix, mastery, timeline shifting, quantum leaping, the equinox portal, all the things. This equinox is a way bigger deal than I previously realized, which you will hear in one of these content pieces, probably multiple of these content pieces. And of course, Part of the reason that I am doing this seven-day content series is because my manifestation boot camp is starting on the Equinox, September 23rd. That is this Saturday. I can't wait. I am beyond excited. And of course, I want to invite as many of you in as possible, but I also want to offer value and inspiration for those of you who are listening, whether you choose to join me or not, but also just join me. Um, Just join me. Join the party. And yeah, I think that's all I want to say in this awkward intro. I only have like 15 minutes to squeeze this intro in and I've already recorded it three times. So I think we're going with this one. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy these seven days of content. I love you so much. And, you know, message me, reach out, let me know how it resonates. Go find the various lives that I've done um, on Instagram and Soul Space. Comment on them. Let me know how all of this is landing with you. I love you so much and I will catch you tomorrow on the next piece of content. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome to, I think this is day four 
of five days of content about manifestation and timeline shifting and quantum leaping and just all the powerful energies that we are experiencing right now and the guidance that I am receiving about the importance of mastering this realm and learning to timeline shift consciously and quantum leap consciously and manifest consciously. So I'm in my element today because I'm finished all of my calls and I have time to like deeply drop into this this live and this topic in the way that I love to do. I don't feel rushed and it's just wonderful. I'm still going to try to keep it concise, but obviously I can make no such insane promises because I'm me. But this topic, this one really does warrant just having this cushion of time. I want to talk about the understanding that I've received just over this last week to 10 days or so about kind of what this whole manifestation stuff is really all about. And I alluded to it a few days ago on one of these other lives when I was talking about the big like quantum leap, I think it was. And I was talking about how, you know, I have been getting the push on this manifestation message for months now, like probably since June, certainly since July, all year really, but like the push to start like honing this skill to a whole new level within myself. And then I also started to get the push that this is something that I need to like bring forward and share with my audience and invite people into and just talk about. And I kind of thought that it was just simply because it's obviously the next thing that is required for us if we are to truly transcend the limitations of the fourth dimension, which in my perception is where we're really stuck, okay? In the sort of like, jargon of the spiritual new age community we refer to you know leaving the 3d to get to the 5d which is just a snappy way of saying it but it's kind of a misunderstanding and then also kind of leaves out the topic of the 4d and i know some people are like what like is there a 4d where like where where does that factor in but the 3d we're not really leaving the 3d first of all we're not leaving anywhere. It's not really an ascension. Like we're not leaving to go to a different place. In my perception, we are simply ascending and expanding the limitations of our consciousness so that we are no longer restricted to a certain octave. Like let's say on a piano keyboard, let's say that the 3D is the one octave, the one right in front of you. Let's just pretend it's like, you know, the one that has middle C, you know, it's that octave on the piano keyboard. And that's the only octave that we're able to play music in. The fairy realm is in the black keys. P.S. That that other world is on the same keyboard, but it's in the black keys. But we are in the white keys and we're in that one octave. And we would call that the 3D. Technically, we're actually in two octaves. It's the 3D and the 4D. And what we're doing as we master the 4D is we are learning how to um, expand the limits of our consciousness so that we can now include a third octave that is available to us within the same keyboard. But the fun thing is that the, once we once we anchor into the 5D, all of the other, that oh, just snapped, all of the other dimensions open up for us because the really tricky one is the 4D, moving from the 4D to the 5D. That's the tricky piece. Why, you may ask. Well, the fourth dimension is 
time, space, the narrative. It's the, it's the dimension where we experience stories and meaning. It's where we dream. Like it, you know, it's where we have, we have our dramas and our traumas and they play out and we evolve through those experiences. That's what the fourth dimension is. The fourth dimension is super beautiful. The third dimension is super beautiful, but we're not trapped in the third dimension. Okay. The third dimension is not the issue. The fourth dimension is the issue. That's the place that we're getting stuck. And that's why manifestation and timeline shifting are so important because we don't have to be stuck. Like we are magical creatures. We are magical creator beings that are able to choose from multiple stories, multiple timelines. The whole cornucopia of the fourth dimension is available to us, but we still think that it's not and we still think that we are disempowered and that you know like the circumstances you're born into or the circumstances you're experiencing are the things that have the power over us and that's kind of generally speaking how the human collective consciousness operates at this time on earth and so I was perceiving that we need to, like, I need to bring this manifestation stuff forward. I know I'm not the only one. There's so many people talking about this right now. So many people and have been talking about it for ages. Um, but I was feeling the push within myself because I thought that this is just the next piece that human beings need to figure out a master in order to get beyond this fourth dimensional place that we're not getting like hung up here anymore. And that is true. That's exactly very much true. But I didn't really realize that also something bigger is happening in the whole like procession of ascension events because ascension is not limited to the human experience. Ascension includes all of the um, flora and fauna kingdom, the mineral kingdom, um, all creation across all dimensions throughout this universal construct, beyond this universal construct. It is, I don't know, maybe it's not beyond this universal construct. That I'm not certain about. <clears throat> but within this entire universal construct, for sure, ascension is happening. So <clears throat> because we're humans and we're a little bit self-centered, we talk about it in terms of like how we're experiencing it, <clears throat> but we're not, we aren't controlling this. And we, in some ways, we are a linchpin in the whole thing, but in, you know, not in the ways that we think. Like, basically what I'm saying is that this is a bigger cycle than, you know, us and yet we have a very key and critical role to play and it's very important that we accept our power and we don't just participate in this in a passive way the the that's the linchpin piece is we have to accept our power and so part of this bigger cycle is the energies of this equinox that i talked about a few days ago where i just realized <laughs> like previously was totally unaware not thinking about the equinox at all just being like oh yeah you know it's the fall equinox it happens every year but I just realized that this huge, huge, huge portal is opening. You could call it a portal. You could call it a threshold. I think, I feel like portal gets thrown around a lot, but it's a very convenient term to use to describe. Basically, what it feels like is, I think I tried to say it in my other live the other day, but the internet was crappy. It feels like a tunnel is opening up between all of the different octaves or strata of the timeline. So there are lower timelines that are denser and heavier and more painful wherein we are so 
deeply convinced that the dream is real, that we are suffering in tremendous misery in those timelines. And then, you know, there's the next step up and then the next step up and the next step up. And we are in the process of moving towards the highest timeline that we can get to where we realize that we are the masters of this fourth dimensional matrix and that nothing has power over us and we are literally directing reality with our consciousness. That is literally what is happening. You are doing it already right now. It's just that you're unaware of the degree to which you're doing it. And so you're experiencing it as though, huh, that it's happening to you, but you're directing it all. And so in those highest timelines, we know that. And we are, therefore, we get to be so intentional about the the reality that we are creating and directing and experiencing. And it feels light and full of joy and generosity and love. Like it's just that elated feeling of freedom, okay? And there's a, a tunnel that seems to be opening between all that, that whole range of timelines. And it also feels to me like the lower timelines are in the process of collapsing, meaning that they're just no longer, there's not enough energy there to sustain them anymore, which is great news. And I'll elaborate more on that shortly. And this tunnel is almost like, it almost feels like a wormhole. And it feels the same way that, you know, like there's a, a pressurization between the different, the vibration of these different timelines, these different levels of timelines. I always feel like I need visuals to like explain what I mean. I'm just going to trust that you understand me. And if you don't put it in the comments and I will answer, I do read them. I swear to God, I will. I just am having a crazy busy week, but I will answer them. Um, anyhow, (laughs) so there's, you know how like, whatever, if you were to, you know, if we see it on movies and stuff, if like part of the airplane rips off, then the pressure change between the outside and the the inside causes all like, you know, people and suitcases and stuff to get sucked out into the world. It's a little bit like that, but not as dramatic, but I'm just talking about the, the pressurization change that's happening right now through this equinox period is like, that there's a a through line to all of the, almost like a, yeah, it's like a wormhole. It's like a a shortcut between the different strata of timelines. I am going to back up and try to explain this better. So when I'm talking about timelines, like the different stories that we have available to us, okay? The different like the trajectory of your story. If your life was a movie, what is the story that's playing out? Those timelines, I see them on like a vertical, you know, they're all beside each other and on a vertical plane. And then the levels of timelines that I'm talking about are um, like horizontal strata of like levels of density. So you can pick between different stories and you can also pick, are you playing that story out on a really dense, miserable timeline bandwidth or are you playing it out on a like you know kind of like sort of miserable but there's some good stuff bandwidth are you playing it out at the highest the highest version of that timeline that's what I mean hopefully I've clarified there so it's like between those horizontal stacks of denser up to like lighter and higher that's where the wormhole is it's like a shortcut is being created right now in between all of them and the the differences in the vibrational rate of those 
um, levels, those density levels of timelines is causing a pressurization, which is creating some chaos in our lives and rapid change and like big realizations, whatever. It's going to play out differently for everybody. And man, I don't even know why I got into this now. Damn it. Why I was talking about the the pressurization, apart from just to say like there's there's something bigger that's happening for the collective. So the the need to manifest is not simply about you know, learning how to master the 4D. It absolutely is that. Don't get me wrong. It is absolutely that. But it's also because this thing is happening in this greater cycle and we need to be very intentional about where we're going. And so we need to consciously choose our timeline and we need to just like drop all of our weird bullshit doubts and hesitations of like, oh, maybe this won't work. <laughs> like, that's just, fuck that. It does not even, like, that concept of it's not going to work is such a, I don't know. I don't even know how to articulate how ridiculous it is. And I'm not trying to judge you if you have those thoughts. It is natural. We have, <laughs> it's natural that we have those thoughts because we've been very much conditioned specifically to not understand how manifestation works and to believe that life just happens to you, you know, but it's just so like, I know I heard of somebody saying that, I think I saw it on a comment to some other YouTubers video a while ago, somebody being like, manifestation is such bullshit. It doesn't work. And it's like, well, it's not going to work. If that is the belief that you are projecting out about manifestation, look how well it works. It works so well that if you say it's not going to work, it doesn't work. Like, you know, it's just a weird abdication of our power that like, we just have to let it go, particularly right now in this sort of equinox period. I don't know. I don't know why I chose 90 days for the manifestation bootcamp. Maybe it's extending beyond this little equinox window. Maybe it's like for the, the whole remainder of this year. I don't know. But what I do know is that we really have to accept our power and just drop those bullshit lines of thinking. Like, what do you have to lose? Is it going to like, are you somehow going to be diminished by um, cultivating a manifestation practice? Like, what is this? What if it doesn't work? It's that's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Anyway, so the the energy of the bigger ascension process that's happening right now um, is kind of, as a matter of urgency, requiring us to, to pick the timeline we want to be on and, and jump to that timeline by being very intentional about which one we want to end up on. And I know I'm just repeating myself and just clarifying as this information integrates further, but I have more that I want to say because prior to me realizing that the equinox is important, I had been really compelled to go into some periods in history, not through people's Akashic records, but it's an Akashic process where I sometimes just get called to go in and witness certain, like certain periods of time. And it feels like clean out and clear out residual unhealed pain from those times. And the particular time period that I've been really drawn to is the Victorian period in Victorian England. And I don't think I had any past lives there. Um, my connection point might be my son, William. I think he did have a past life there. And that's 
partly why he is, you know, just like such a, he's my stage five clinger. <laughs> he just needs his mama. Uh, Cause I think he went through some rough things at that time. So it might be that he's the one that guided me there. I'm not sure. But regardless, I've felt oddly, this is so out of character for me, oddly compelled to go into firsthand accounts of the conditions um, of like workhouses and slums and things like that in Victorian, um, Victorian England and just on an Akashic level, like see it, witness it, clear it, release it. And like I said, this is not, this is kind of out of character for me. And I started to realize that this has to do with um, manifestation. And then I realized this has to do with this big quantum collective leap portal that's happening as those lower denser timelines collapse. So the Victorian era in England, um, especially for the poor, the pauper class, that is an example of one of those lowest, like densest timelines. So every person was playing out their selected timeline, although clearly they were very unconsciously selecting it, like they had no idea the power that they had, and they were choosing the timeline that they were more or less born into, and they were also living it out from the strata of the lowest, densest um, possible expression of it. So basically the most unconscious, the most, like this is where the perception of a prison planet comes in because, and that's just one example throughout history, throughout the whole world. Like there has been so much suffering across all peoples, all nations, all continents, all times. This is just the one example I've been drawn into for whatever reason, probably William. But they were so unconscious at that time, they were so fragmented and so fractured due to, in my opinion, the false matrix, because um, it did not have to be that way. Like it was, it's just brutal. What people at that time lived through is absolutely horrendous, and they were so unconscious that it was like they were in the deepest levels of the dream, and the dream was a fucking nightmare. And those levels of the dream are now collapsing because enough of our consciousness has, you can't see my hands, has risen up out of it that there is not enough consciousness to keep those denser levels of the dream going. And so they are collapsing and it's a wonderful, beautiful thing because as they collapse, that energy is all going to be released. Those pieces of consciousness are going to be forced. That's the purpose of the pressurization is they are forced to rise up into a higher timeline. But the amazing thing is the magic that we can do from the present right now as we learn how to manifest and timeline shift consciously. So I did a little, I think it was a real tried my hand at a reel um, last week saying that the reason to manifest contrary to popular misrepresentation is not to like create your dope self-gratifying lifestyle of living as an Instagram influencer on some tropical beach somewhere as a digital nomad living like a high luxury life and gorgeous accommodations and just you know like 
Although I also want to say, I'm not trying to judge those people. If that is your authentic code, like if you are somebody that carries like high luxury codes and freedom travel codes and things like that, then 100% live your highest timeline, please. It is of service to all of us. So I'm not trying to throw shade at that particular kind of person, but I just feel like that's a lot of the time what manifestation is painted out as at a surface levels, like just kind of selfishly getting your stuff so that you get to live a great life and everybody else just, you know, screw them. They have to figure it out for themselves. But that's not really what manifestation is about, especially if you're somebody who's not motivated to just have it good for you and just leave everybody else to figure their own shit out. Um, Manifestation is really about recognizing that we are incarnated in this powerful time where we, the level of consciousness available is such that we are remembering that it is a dream and we are remembering that we are the dreamers and that we can choose consciously which timeline we want to live out and what level of timeline we want to live out. And so what we're doing is every time we choose powerfully for ourselves right now to manifest our highest timeline, first of all, understand that your highest timeline is everybody's highest timeline. Like your actual real true highest timeline is everybody's highest timeline. Everybody's. Your highest timeline, especially if you're somebody that's like still with me, I don't know how many minutes in I am, but like if you're still listening to me, you resonate with me then you're you're not here just to like serve yourself you're here to be in harmony with like you know all creation whatever so your highest timeline is everybody's highest timeline so when you powerfully allow yourself to master this fourth dimensional matrix that we're in and and choose your highest timeline and flood it with the powerful uh, currency of your attention and bring it to life and manifest things out of like thin air, when you realize that and you fully reclaim your power, not only are you creating a beautiful life for yourself and obviously setting future generations free, like think about the impact that we will have on the children, um, those who are already here and the ones who are not yet born as we reclaim this power and we can then like demonstrate it to them as an example. Like think about the life that they can live versus the life that our um, past generations had to live. So you're not just doing this for yourself, you're doing it for the future generations, but you're also doing it for the past. Because when you choose this for yourself and you accept this magic that you have, you liberate your past life versions of self. You liberate your ancestry, you liberate your lineage, you clear and clean all of that up and you bring all of them into a higher octave timeline too. Why? How? Because they are all you. It's all you. And let's, okay, I'll break it down even because I know that's one of those things that's tossed around like everybody is you and, you know, we're all one and it sounds like a nice kumbaya kind of sentiment, but it's also literally true. So if you think about the past life versions of yourself, okay, they aren't actually existing in the past. They are existing at a point in history that we experience as being past relative to our time, right? But they are existing 
to like their experience is happening in the now, which is the exact same now as this now. And your future versions of self are also experiencing themselves in this now. And so you're all connected in this now. So those past life versions of you are just fragments of you. They aren't, it's not like the past happened and too bad, so sad. There's nothing you can do about it. That's not how it is at all. Uh, Yesterday I explained um, the Akashic sort of like timeline healing stuff that I do in some of my sessions. And like I talked about bringing, like if I go into a past life and bringing somebody's attention into a different timeline, I'll break it down a little bit. So there is a a version of themselves. It's an aspect, a fragment of their soul that is living, let's say, as a pioneer um, on the, you know, in like the frontier during whatever pioneer times, like they're living somewhere on the prairie. And they're, they're living a life that is challenging in like certain ways, or, or let's say I'll take my friend Brandon who, you know, had a very, very traumatic, um, past life in the, the dust bowl in the thirties. And so that aspect of him is currently living his life. That aspect isn't gone just over like it happened and there's nothing we can do about it. The farmer that he was in his reality is alive right now and is experiencing that degree of misery. When I go into the Akashic records and, and like connect with that person, what I, the way that I do the healing is I look for a different timeline that is available through a junction point. And sometimes the junction point can like bypass a big trauma that occurred and sometimes it can't. Sometimes the junction point is like a fork in the road and sometimes it literally just looks like one of those passing lanes I've talked about, like just a weird random little alteration of the the scene that allows movement into a different timeline. And I'm always going in with the intention of finding the alternate timeline that alleviates that degree of misery and moves them up the ladder of, you know, timeline densities. So if, when you choose to manifest right now, you are pulling that past life version of yourself up with you. So they're still in their life, in their whatever period of time they're living. To us, we perceive it that they are dead and, you know, they happened in the past. But again, to them, in their time period, they're still, it's still there. It's still happening. And so they will experience it as some kind of quantum leap in their reality. Uh, A lucky break, um, an angel investor, a, a sudden um, grant of like mercy. If somebody was at the gallows waiting to be executed, then it would be like a pardon at the last minute. Like it will play out in their story some way or another. Sometimes we revisit ourselves in the past. Like we can, when we connect with our past lives, we can, you know, basically send ourselves into that past life and we will often appear as an angel to that person or they will interpret it however, with whatever sort of like framework for reality they already have in place. You know, like it's all you, it's all you. And so when you manifest right now into your highest timeline, you pull those past life versions of yourself into 
their like higher level timelines as well. Maybe their highest timelines. That part I haven't thought about. I don't fully know, but at least at very least you're pulling them up out of those um, lower rungs of density and you're pulling them up into a higher place. And yes, of course they have their own experience of free will. That's why I'm not sure. I don't really know. I haven't thought about it. If the, if they all get pulled into their highest timeline or whatever, because at certain points in the past, like certain levels of consciousness weren't available to us. So I don't know if there's, you know, I don't know that stuff. I don't know, but I know you pull them up into a higher timeline where they experience healing. They experience relief. It's just like a sudden, um, a sudden blessing of good fortune, something like that. It also works the same way with your ancestry and your lineage because you are simply the um, propagation of the DNA of that human body form. So this is a little bit different. It is still Akashic, but the information that we carry through our DNA isn't necessarily personal to our soul, but it's personal to our body. And so nonetheless, we are still experiencing it and playing it out. And, you know, a lot of people talk about ancestral healing and a lot of people have experienced connecting with sort of ancestral trauma and misery and whatever. So, so it's like fairly well understood that we are extensions of our ancestors. And that means that likewise, they are experiencing their now moment and you are experiencing your now moment and it's the same now moment. So even though you don't have the same soul consciousness per se as your ancestors, you are still the fulfillment and the extension of their lifetime. And going back to the Victorian era, I just, as I was tuning into it, I became so aware of the degree of misery and pain and like there it it felt at that time like there was no way out and people knew that so there was also this like awful hopelessness and the wishes and the prayers that were being thought and felt by so many of those people were like a wish for a better future but they had given up on a better future for themselves for the most part, and they were wishing for a better future for their future generations. So if not for their children, then for their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren. So it was an understanding that there is a continuity of their family lineage and that even if they couldn't find um, like joy in their own lives or relief or like a betterment of their circumstances, that their hopes were all going towards their future generations. That's us. That is us. And even if somebody um, at the time died and didn't have, you know, so their future generation didn't continue, like their um, DNA ancestral lineage didn't carry on, they're not left in those lower strata of the, you know, the timelines like as that timeline collapses they are liberated and they are free as well as we move up into higher timelines they're not lost there nobody is lost there but we have such a beautiful role to play as we accept the incredible gift of being alive at this time so those ancestors that sat in their miserable circumstances and wished i mean they still wished for something better for themselves but they had given up hope for themselves 
and they wished for the freedom to choose something different. They wished to feel warmth. They wished to feel joy. They wished to feel, they wished to be able to dance. They wished for better opportunities. And they, if they couldn't have that for themselves, then they wished it for um, their posterity. And we are their posterity. And so as we um, allow ourselves to be the fulfillment of all those prayers and all of those wishes and just fucking stop wasting our time on bullshit narratives of like, you know, what, like privilege and shit. It just drives me crazy. And again, 100% white girl here. I absolutely acknowledge that I have had advantages that you know, I will never deny that. I'm not going to pretend that I had a harder life than I did just to like, I don't know, claim some kind of false street cred or something like that. I don't have that kind of street cred. I've had a beautiful life. The hardest thing that has ever happened to me is the, you know, breakup of my first relationship with my first love. And it was very toxic and codependent and painful. And then the death of my son. And those were very hard and other people have suffered way worse than me. And I'm not going to pretend, I'm not going to try and compare my traumas to anybody else. But I'll tell you what, this beautiful life that I've been given, I am going to use it to like, I'm going to leverage it and every advantage, every opportunity I have ever been given to create the most beautiful impact for myself, my family and all people everywhere, all creation everywhere. That's what I'm going to do. That is the answer to the prayers of all of our ancestors. That's what they wanted. And I am the one who's alive at this time that has all this freedom and all of this ability to choose consciously and to remember who I am, to be able to, like they couldn't access the memories of who they are. They couldn't access the other memories of their soul. They couldn't aspect their, or access their higher dimensional aspects, their galactic aspects. They couldn't remember their soul purpose. They couldn't remember anything. They just lived in shit and misery. And I get to remember pieces of myself. Even if I don't have the whole picture, I have a whole bunch of it. I remember more and more and more all the time. And it's not because I'm so amazing. It's because of the time that I am incarnated in. And my purpose in this incarnation is to raise the collective timeline, is to raise the collective consciousness, to be blessed by the collective consciousness and do my part to raise it. And that's why you are all here too. Likewise, we liberate our lineage. So our more direct, like our parents, our grandparents, maybe our great grandparents, like sort of our, the line that we come from within living memory. And this counts if you were adopted. It just means that you don't have like, you know, factual external information to inform you about like who it is that you're helping, but it's still, you are still helping your ancestry. Even if you don't remember your past lives, you're still helping the past life aspects of you, the ones that are existing in their now moment in their current reality, but at a, what we would call a past point in time. So, you know, like you're, you just think about it. Think about the ways, if you have children, think about the ways that your children have set you free in so many ways. I mean, that's been my experience and I've spoken to enough other people who have had a similar experience. And I'm confident that a lot of us perceive it that way. Like I learn from my children. They are my teacher. I am, you know, when they're little, I am here to sort of steward them and guide them 
in, into adulthood and into personal responsibility, but that doesn't mean that I somehow like know more than them. I'm just, I have been here in this lifetime longer. That's all that that means. And so I have accrued a certain kind of knowledge that they don't have access to right now, but it doesn't mean that my soul is more advanced than them. And it's not a competition in that way anyway, right? But my my children teach me so much. They have activated me so much. They have set me free from so many things that have been weighing my energy down. I can look at my parents and I can see that my sisters and I have had the same effect on them. And I can look at my parents and see that they have had that effect on their parents. It We are... Every generation is successively helping the other. We're pulling the other generations forward. So as you learn to consciously manifest and timeline shift and quantum leap and master this realm at this time, because that's the level of consciousness that is available to you. That is the level of power that is available to you. That is the level of freedom that is available to you. And I'll use the dreaded word. That is the level of privilege that is available to you. Even if you are in shite circumstances, you still have a degree of freedom that our ancestors fucking prayed for. Okay. So you have something to leverage, something and the thing about manifestation too is that it doesn't cost any money. My program costs money, of course, because logistically, like I have to pay in order to host it, in order to run it, in order to deliver the information, like, right? So that's why my program costs money, but manifestation doesn't cost money. And there's so much free content to learn how to manifest, so much free content. And there really isn't any reason to not learn how to do it. There's not any reason to not learn how to timeline shift, but we have to choose it. We are the guardians of free will. Everything for us as humans is a choice. Like th that's just it, that's the bottom line. And I perceive that our past generations, past points in like the history, so our past life selves, whatever, however we are experiencing at any given time point in history I believe that they actually did not have access to manifestation and we do now the reason being that it's kind of like the movie Inception if you've seen it um so in that movie there's a character and like whatever Leonardo DiCaprio and his business partner whatever the team that he puts together they are given um an assignment and that is to implant a thought into this other man's mind so that he creates a new timeline. Okay, so he like chooses differently than he would otherwise and a whole other timeline emerges. Um, that's basically the premise. And in order to plant this timeline deeply enough to plant this belief, this me this it's like a false memory, essentially, they have to go levels deeper and deeper and deeper into the dream into that man's sleeping dream like that's what they do they go into his mind through sleep through dreaming and it's a lot like that for us and our realities and these different um rungs of density that i'm talking about so in those lower denser rungs that are now in the process of collapsing um when they were when there was enough consciousness there to keep them uh open and alive, so to speak, 
the people at that time in those lower rungs couldn't, like I said, they couldn't remember anything. Like they were so deep in the dream that the dream felt undeniably real. And there wasn't even the concept that they had any agency or power and therefore they suffered horribly. So many people suffered horribly. I honestly believe the majority of humanity suffered like in ways that we can barely wrap our minds around in this day and age, or at least I have a hard time wrapping my mind around it, even though I can feel it. Um, so they suffered so much and they had this externalization of a God. Like they had a sense that there was some kind of supreme consciousness behind all of this, but it felt so distant to them. And all they could do is like pray to it and hope that their prayers would be heard. And they didn't understand that that God consciousness is the, the sum total of our awakened consciousness. So I am of the belief that we are all fractal fragments of God and together, like we are, you know, God consciousness. And of course, like the supreme highest consciousness is beyond what I can fathom at all. And I know it encompasses so much more than this universal construct. Just it's like more, 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 more. It boggles my mind to even try and connect with it. But the point is that we are we are nonetheless a fractal fragment of that and we are connected with it even if we can't ever know it because it is so much greater than what our human consciousness can understand but at those lower levels of the dream it to them it was like so distant and it felt outside of them and so again it was just one other you know thing that they were praying to in supplication and like hoping that God would hear their prayers and grant them some kind of boon to help them in their misery. Um, and they didn't at all remember that they are the dreamer and this is their dream. And we have adjusted, titrated up the rungs, like climbing the rungs of a ladder up higher levels of consciousness where we have, you know, with each, we could call it, we could say successive generation. It's not really that, but we could even talk about it in terms of centuries, but it's not really that either. But regardless, with each successive rung of the ladder, we have accepted more and more of our power. But there has still been a limitation to what we can conceive about what the fuck is actually happening here. And where we're at right now, I mean, there are still higher rungs of the ladder from where we are right now, obviously, because look at all the chaos. Look at people just like being crappy to each other online all the time, keyboard warrioring and, and like dissing each other and just being like awful and cruel, you know, so there are way higher lungs, rungs of the ladder. But we're at this amazing point where we're able to start remembering truly that this is a dream. It's a dream, guys. We are characters within the dream of the great dreaming mind, but as characters at this level of the dream, it's kind of like, you know, when you're like super, super deep asleep and you're having a dream and you, it's not lucid at all because like you're just having the dream and you're just totally buying into whatever's happening in the dream. And then you kind of come to like a more shallow level of the dream and it becomes more lucid and maybe you're flipping in and out of sleep or you kind of have an awareness like this is weird. This is a dream, whether you're able to control it or not. And we're now moving into this place where it is becoming truly lucid where we're like, okay, okay, this is a dream. 
This is a dream. I can control it. I'm literally controlling it. I'm literally controlling the dream. For example, I had the funniest thing happen last week. It's so random. It's like a manifestation, but not really one that I was specifically calling in. But I've really, really also been called to my Irish ancestry and to reconnect with that. And I know that there's something that I'm supposed to bring forward. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter. I've been like deep diving, just really immersing myself in that um, like distant Irish mythology, but also sort of like Irish history, like more like... Celtic to now modern history, modernish history. Anyway, so there's that. And then I've also been like returning to some of my soul. Um, I don't know, like some of my blueprint aspects that I've gotten kind of distracted by, you know, life and distracted by like this, the things, the busyness of day to day life. And I'm being called back to some of my soul blueprint things. And so I manifested the craziest thing uh, last week where I stumbled upon like YouTube just fed me a a YouTube channel. Obviously, it was because I had been watching things about Ireland, but the YouTube channel was this guy who, I don't know, was talking about an Irish rebel song. And I went to check out his channel and the thing like before he got into talking about Irish history, he was talking about John Frusciante, like as a John Frusciante super fan. And that's meaningful to me because John Frusciante is my original lighthouse. Like he, like his music, him as a person, his existence, when I was super in like the thick of my dark night of the soul and my spiritual awakening and just feeling like an alien loser on earth and like totally ineffective, John Frusciante was the lighthouse that reminded me that I'm not alone here and there's you know that like meaning like there are other aliens on earth as well (laughs) and that I'm supposed to be doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing he was a guiding principle and so it was the weirdest thing to have a somebody randomly somebody's channel that is about Irish shit and John Frusciante that is a manifestation. That's a manifestation. I wasn't deliberately calling that in, but it's an example of the fact that this is a dream and I have produced this weird random combo in my dream for myself. That's what's going on here. I know it's like super insignificant, but it's really, it really struck me as this moment where I was like, Yup, it's a dream. Reality is just a dream. This whole life is just a dream and we are able to be lucid within it and that is what we are being called to do. And the more that we do that, the more we pull all those past versions of ourselves up into higher echelons of the dream as well. And it's like we are rescuing and retrieving basically fragments of our soul um, and fragments of like our, our DNA encoding that has been living out a loop of um, indescribable misery for so long. So that's what I got for you today. I mean, to me, it feels very profound and very important. Hopefully I did a good job at articulating it. And hopefully I also am doing a good job at explaining like the level of magic that you actually have. I've also really, as I shared earlier in the summer, really been having a lot of Lemurian stuff starting to come through again. It kind of took a little break for a while and it's coming back in full force as well as the dragon energy is coming back in again too. 
it's just very interesting the dragons and angelics and lemurian stuff and sort of piecing together all of these distant memories and understanding uh, more of like who we are and what's actually going on here and i hope that i have done a good job at conveying your high magic um, by high magic i mean a magic that literally flows through you that changes reality uh, through past, present, and future without you having to do any sort of rituals or anything like that. If you're a ritual person, go for it. But the high magic is just like it's a natural essence that exudes off of you. You're so much more powerful than you realize. There is absolutely no actual reason to not step into it now and just start accepting this about yourself and start learning how to wield it because also what I perceive is that like this power is returning whether you are consciously asking for it or not and if we are still trying to push it away because we don't want to accept how powerful we are that's when it becomes kind of erratic and can be experienced as destructive um in the dream again it's just a dream but it can be experienced as destructive because we're afraid of our magic and we're pushing it away and we're denying it we're afraid of our power, we're pushing it away and denying it, and yet it's coming online. And so it kind of like shoots off and fires off in directions that we are not consciously, intentionally choosing. Okay, that's what I got for you. Um, my manifestation boot camp starts tomorrow. I'm so pumped, I'm so excited. It is essentially going to be um, 90 days of this kind of thing. It'll be shorter than this one. I'm not, the idea, the structure of the boot camp is like 90 days, I'm just gonna drop in and channel information. Some of it's gonna be like really practical tips um, or just reminders of things that you might forget, things that get lost in the weeds, some hacks, some understandings that I've uncovered over time, as well as motivation to just keep your head in the game so you don't fall back into old default patterning because that's really the challenging part, right? When you're choosing a new timeline, like, it's challenging to not fall back into your old default timeline of your comfort zone. But it's also designed to be easily engaged with um, around the, the schedule of your life. So I will be going live or recording something, a content drop every single day for 90 days on the topics of manifestation, timeline shifting, and quantum leaping. And you can consume it whenever you want. Uh, it's being held, it's hosted in a Facebook group for the community purposes and because then I can just easily go live there when I feel like it. Uh, but it's also hosted off of Facebook on my, you know, where my courses are always hosted. And of course you get lifetime access because that's how I roll with pretty much everything. And so if you're not a Facebook person, you don't have to be on Facebook is what I'm saying. And then we have bi-weekly group calls where essentially like we can do what we want with that time. We can just like talk about things. You can bring me your questions. You can watch them as replays or you can show up live, whatever you want to do. But I'm just committed to showing up bi-weekly to make myself available to like help you troubleshoot anything that you're coming up against with your manifestations and answer any questions that you have coming up. And it basically is just like 90 day party vibes. So I would love to have you with me and all of the amazing people that have already joined so that we can like team up together and join our forces to master the 4D matrix and step into the level of wizardry that I feel is real for us. And of course, I just want to like finally emphasize that 
none of this is done to override or deny um, the, the will of God or try and supersede the will of God. This is all being done in harmonization with the good of all creation. So none of this is a self-serving pursuit. It is all um, in alignment and blending ourselves with the highest truth of the highest light of the highest love that is God. Okay, I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I'll catch you on the next live Mwah. tomorrow. My manifestation bootcamp is beginning on September 23rd. I'm leaving the doors open to join all the way through the end of the month. So you can join on September 30th. You will just miss the live content drops that are beginning on the 23rd and continuing every single day. 90 days of content, 90 days of me channeling a particular message about the energies, bringing you inspiration, helping you to keep your head in the game, reminding you of how powerful you are, talking about the mechanics of how all of this works and just basically activating the shit out of you for 90 days because that's what I do best. That's what I've determined. I bring people clarity and I activate them. Those are my gifts to the world. If you find me activating, then you will, I promise you will, you will never have experienced anything like this before. If you join the Manifestation Bootcamp and you plug in and listen to these content drops for 90 straight days, your reality will drastically change. Your consciousness will drastically expand and ascend and you will receive so much clarity around who you are, why you're here, why you are called to the things that you're called to, what your sole purpose is, your mission, what your superpowers are. So much information is going to come through. I have priced it as low as I possibly sustainably can. It amounts to less than $7 a day, my friends. So that means like trade in your vaping habit, trade in your fucking Starbucks habit, whatever thing you do that is not actually serving you, trade that in and invest in yourself, invest in the activation of your powers and join me in this manifestation bootcamp. As an aside, whether you join me in the boot camp or not, I was shocked to realize that I think it's like $6 and maybe it's like $6.40 or $6.70, something like that. Whatever it is, it's less than $7. That amount, $6 whatever, over 90 days equals $555. Isn't that wild? I mean, I'm not a numbers person. Some of you who are numbers people, you'll be like, yeah, that's how math works. But for me, I'm not sitting around adding up figures like that. I'm just like paying for things in the moment. And when I saw that, I was like, wow. For those of us who are struggling with money and never feel like we have enough, I just invite you to look at your, like I said, whether you join me in the boot camp or not, listen to me right now. Look at what your spending habits are, find $7 that you can shave off of your spending every single day, and at the end of 90 days, you will have an extra $555 for yourself to use towards something that is more meaningful for you. That's wild to me. Anyway, I know, that's just how math works. <laughs> it's just a realization I had. Okay, please join me. The link is in the bio uh, of my Instagram profile. The link is in my show notes. The link is on my website right at the very top. There's a pop-up banner. 
It's so easy to find it, so easy to join. I would absolutely love to have you. There are payment plans. Let's fucking do this. Let's change the reality on behalf of the entire collective because that is the power that we have, my friends. Let's fucking do it. Also, rate, review, subscribe, and share. And I love you so much. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are, and I will catch you tomorrow.